having the liturgical year in the Chaldean Church that we have, many of you, especially the older ones, you hear the same gospel every year, you know? So you're mostly familiar, you know? It's so hard for a priest to kind of go in a different angle every single year. But we're familiar with this story. It's a very interesting story. And, you know, we can kind of get to the conclusion ourselves to see a few things. One, the standards that God has of fairness are different than ours. And two, that uh, this, this parable, Jesus is telling this parable to draw a parallel Right, between this, this generous householder, this owner, and the generosity of God, right? So beyond uh, what's fair. It's so generous. So I used to read this gospel and say uh, something very bold, which I'm going to retract, but I'll tell you what I used to say. I used to say, God is not fair. Okay? Because if God was fair or just, where would we all be? You know, we'd be in hell. One mortal sin is all it took. But uh, St. Therese talks about this generosity of God. I want to reflect on that first, how good he is, just like this householder was so good. St. Therese writes something beautiful. She's talking about God's mercy. You know, I, I say God's not just, he's merciful. You know, he's merciful because we're still here. St. Therese talks about God's mercy and his justice. It's a very short um, writing that I'm going to read to you. She says, to me, God has granted his infinite mercy. That's the mercy first. Right? Yet even his justice seems to be clothed in love, in that he takes into account our weakness, that he is aware of our fragile nature. nature. And so, again, it's just to draw that picture of how good God is to us. He's so good to us. This, this landowner gave so much to guys who kind of didn't deserve that much, but he still gave it to them. That's the same, we're on the same receiving end uh, of the Lord's grace. I also wanted to read to you uh, one of my favorite things that Pope Benedict XVI ever said. And this is something that he wrote when he was approaching his death. And he's also looking at, like, you know, how God is going to be. Is he going to be just, fair? This is literally one of my favorite things Pope Benedict ever wrote. So I'm going to read this to you. He says, quite soon I shall find myself before the final judge of my life. Even though as I look back on my long life, I can have great reason for fear and trembling, I am nonetheless of good cheer, for I trust firmly that the Lord is not only the just judge, but also the friend and brother who himself has already suffered for my shortcomings, and thus is also my advocate, my paraclete, in light of the hour of judgment, the grace of being a Christian becomes all the more clear to me. It grants me knowledge and indeed friendship with the judge of my life and thus allows me to pass confidently through the dark door of death. It's a very beautiful approach to any Christian's faith, a testament to their faith. So if I'm, if I'm beating the point to death right now, it's important to, about how good God is. It's important. Truthfully, everyone's in a different place. And some people are in the place where they're just afraid to approach God. They just have that intimidation factor. They just have that distance that they draw. Uh, for whatever reason it might be. It could be a struggle with trust. It could be an insecurity. It can be a, a knowledge of one's own sinfulness. It's, it's the truth. I'm sure you know many people that just 
They can't cross that bridge uh, to the confidence in God. So this, this isn't to beat a dead horse, but it's a very important message for all of us, how good and generous God is. But that being said, that's one end of the spectrum where people are afraid to approach God. There's another end of the spectrum that I want to address too, especially as a priest of St. Thomas Church. Uh, amongst a lot of the other priests here, uh, we do a great, we have a great service at St. Thomas, which is the offering of frequent confessions. I mean, you go to masstimes.org and you look at churches in different cities that you might go on vacation to, and it's hard to find churches that offer frequent confessions. But it's, it's great. It's a blessing here. Um, I, I like to sleep a little earlier on Thursdays, but, you know, it's a sacrifice <laughs> to stay up late. But nevertheless, it's a great service. Now, um, what I'm going to say isn't, uh, it's, it's got to be caveated. It's got to be qualified. Um, there are some that go on the opposite end of, of uh, being afraid of God's generosity, but they assume his generosity too much. They kind of like, take, they don't understand how much value is tied to the mercy and generosity of God. Just like the goodness of this householder, he did a great deed. He took out of his own wealth and he, and he distributed to people who, you know, they didn't earn that much, but he still gave it to them. That's what confession is. That, that's, what, that's what our relationship with God is. And what I want to caution us, because I, I'm, I'm just concerned that if, if we take for granted how good God is and how freely he gives his mercy, then we won't take our confession seriously. We won't take the grace of God seriously. There's something called entitlement. I, I could just go. I could just grab it whenever I want. Confession is being offered tomorrow. Today I have this temptation. All right. You know, that's, am I reading some of your souls? Probably. But the point is, we don't want to take for granted what confession costs. You don't pay a price. Your penance, your penance is nothing. It's a 20-minute rosary, maybe, at most. And rare times, more. But it's nothing. You get off scot-free. You know who paid the price. You know what the price costs. Someone already paid the price. But we have to take a step back and see, like, the generosity and the goodness of God is something we need to reevaluate on how, how we really appreciate what we're being given. In this very Mass, what are we being given? What are we being given? The pledge of life of the resurrection of the dead. Holy guacamole, you know? Do we know and realize what we're receiving? Are we aware of the enormous grace that you're receiving right now this morning? And, and that's, that's the kind of other end of the coin. Where these guys, these workers, are just thinking they can tell God how to distribute His grace. They're so entitled to get their pay and how others should get their pay. It's not about that. All of us are humbled and silenced before the generosity and goodness of God. And that's what this is about. And that's a consoling parable. That's a parable of consolation, of, 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 of grace, of peace. And so I want us to consider how much do we appreciate what we're receiving. I quote him a lot, St. Isaac of Nineveh. Remember this quote, what's easily obtained is easily lost. Confession is easily obtained for us, but it wasn't easily bought and purchased. 
So let's take a consideration of, of what's being handed to us from the table of the Lord, the eternal food, the mercy of God and confession and all the other graces that funnel through the church. And let's try to reevaluate how much do I appreciate this uh, so we don't turn out like these workers who try to, you know, be a little bit entitled and limit God's mercy, His generosity. Instead, we open our hearts to the Lord and just be in a spirit of gratitude, openness, and, and, uh, and being thankful uh, for the great generosity of the goodness of our God. Amen.